once again on the All Elite Murder Theater podcast. I can't even, there's so much stuff that's been packed in here that it's just unbelievable. Old Tony Storm is All Elite. Yeah, man, she's a one, of, one of the biggest stories of the week by far. Yeah, she's a badass, man. I was we, me and Tammy were watching that. We we're like, oh wow, she she's a hitter, you know. Yeah, um, I got some things I want to say about that when we get to her match too. Yeah, I mean, there's so much. Like we were just discussing before we hit record, it's like there's so much going on. There's so much. I mean, you got Ring of Honor. And now we, I don't know if we want to talk about Mr. Rhodes at all during this podcast. Or <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. Everybody knows it's all over the internet. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't exist within this realm anymore. Uh, it's a oh. different universe, and that's that. All right, I agree with you on that. So let's talk about Ring of Honor, man. We had a pretty big, uh, I would say, relatively big pay-per-view with with Ring of Honor and a lot of uh, cool matches. I think this was huge. I think it says a lot about the landscape of AEW moving forward and whatever's going to be the difference between rosters and shows and how they program things and who's going where and all that. I think this was a big deal um, for -hmm. Ring of Honor as a company, too, because this was the first show that I think is a, is a Ring of Honor show didn't feel necessarily like it was Ring of Honor. And that's obviously because of the Tony Khan influence, all of the AEW talent that was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing a lot of talent that is Ring of Honor talent that actually for for probably for you guys, it's like, oh, I've seen them on Dark or I've seen them mm-hmm. on Elevation. Yeah. Um, they they lined this pay-per-view up and down. So They did. Yeah, it was, it was pretty incredible. I don't know how much of it you guys have seen. All right. Well, we watched we watched a couple of matches on the pre-show. And then I caught a couple of highlights, but I don't think Tammy really caught anything else. And we haven't had a chance to catch I'm up on the highlights. I'm disappointed. I didn't know about all this to plan ahead, but I think like I wish I would have seen the pay per view. I hope I can catch up on some of it because it looked cool. I loved what I did see. I loved the energy. It was exciting. Now I'm like convinced, yeah. like this is it. This is my life. I'm never watching another show again. It's going to be wrestling 24 <laughs> seven. Because you know what? It's just kind of like. You know, it's so dull to watch regular shows now. <laughs> well, I mean, as I've said before, once you start to go down the rabbit hole, there's no end. Um, right. So just just be careful. Don't start paying attention to too many promotions. You're going to find too much stuff you like. Right. So, I mean, like I was like getting myself caught up in Impact. I'm like, I can't follow Impact. I got to just get away from this because if I start watching it. That's not going to be stopping anytime soon. I, I have a feeling we're not done with Impact yet either. Uh, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to watch this. That, but now I got to keep up with Ring of Honor. The the ones I'm focusing on, Ring of Honor, AEW. That's it. <laughs> that's all I'm going to try to focus on. If I catch some stuff here and there and see some influences coming in and out, that's cool. But I mean, I you really can always bounce around and look at stuff as it comes. There's no reason to have to be up to date on everything in real time. That's true. That's true. But I, I am kind of excited about Ring of Honor because like you, like we were talking about earlier, you know, the, the, the people from Dark and Dark Elevation are on there and they're prominent stars and they're winning on there. And I thought that that was really cool. And I was really excited about the, the Toa, Khan, Brian Cage, Tully Blanchard connection. I thought, I mean, you talk about a powerhouse team. Yeah, he goes, he goes and he's no longer working for FTR. So he's like, okay, I'll just get 30 more guys that I could just destroy everyone with. Oh yeah. And it was like, and I mean, when Tammy and I watched that, we were just like, yeah, man, we've, we've seen Khan and really liked him. And we saw Toa live, man. He's a big beast. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of our new talent picks there. Yeah. 
There were a lot yeah. of our new talent picks. You get to see more of their personality there. Yeah, yeah. Their, their personality. Their their they're showing wins, and it's like Willow. Yeah, Willow <laughs> yeah. was wrestling with Mercedes, and that was really cool. And I think uh, I think we're gonna see a weird flux of talent between Dark Elevation, Ring of Honor stuff. Um, probably some more Impact being bled in and out. Some New Japan stuff. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a year of like, who the, where is, where did all of this come from? So this one's from over there. That one's from over here. Now they're all on this one show. I think, I think this is like turning into like a weird conglomerate of sorts. Um, and, it, and it's cool because it, it opens up yeah. all kinds of different combinations uh, for things to happen. So it's like, yeah. A- and it's, if somebody gets stale on one thing, they can go somewhere else and do something completely different. That's still under the same umbrella with a different, maybe set of talent, uh, different audience watching probably. Cause I mm-hmm. mean, again, you're not going to have the same person that's watching all of these different things. It's impossible really. And yeah. to actually be able to keep up with all of it and still enjoy it. Um, it's, it, this is just what a crazy week. Yeah. It's but cool. Chris, I think you saw more of Ring of the Ring of Honor than us. Is there any highlights or anything you want to talk about to, to get us up to speed? So I'll run through the card real quick because a lot of this stuff, it's a lot of AEW roster people and a lot of stuff we've seen. We've seen a lot of these talents on dark and elevation, like I said. Um, so like the first match, I don't know if you guys saw this one. It was Cole Cabana versus Blake Christian. Mm-hmm. We missed it. Okay. So Cole Cabana won this. Um, we talked about him recently. Blake Christian is this kid that's been on dark or elevation once or twice i think he made his debut last week it might actually be in one of my videos um it was a really good match though Uh, i was impressed with both of them um and the next was aqa versus miranda alizé um that was an amazing match too and again aqa aew talent took the win uh and then you know we had tolly blanchard's new tag team um which as you mentioned it was con and toa leona uh they they decimated these uh shinobi shadow squad guys cheeseburger uh, that's what guys that's one of those guys names yeah (laughs) actual wrestling name um (laughs) and you know just this whole thing that tully's putting together and we've talked about khan a million times uh toa is fairly new to our eyeballs but very talented guy um i think Mm. we're going to be seeing big things from these two especially with the tag teams bouncing back and forth and all this stuff that and particularly on this show, we had a lot of interesting stuff with the tag teams. But moving on from that, uh, it was Castle and Hendry. Castle defeated Hendry. I don't know that we'll see either of these two guys again because... With his little chickens? <laughs> they just don't have... They're not very appealing, I don't think. Um, not to the AEW crowd anyway. Maybe I'm wrong. I, you never know. Yeah. Um, the next one was actually really interesting. It was Swerve and Zane, And Swerve Ooh. did Swerve's thing. Uh, mm. This was a really cool match. If you're not too familiar with Swerve yet, this is a good one to go watch and be like, okay, this is what he's bringing to the table. Um, Zane Zane is a hell of an athlete too, so that can't be understated. Um, but moving on from that, we got another mystery Tully Blanchard. Brian fucking Cage is back, you guys. I know. Uh, and he looks incredibly dangerous right now. Uh, I mean, I think he's leaned out, but he's still got all of his muscle. You know what I mean? So he's still just bulky as hell, but he's ripped right now. Um, And he whooped Ninja Max ass. And then, you know, we had Tully and the three of them, and it was like this moment for everybody. Um, Yeah, I think this is going to be... 
What's their faction called again? What did Tully call them? The I don't know. Something society. Okay, I'll figure something that out. Something like that. They, yeah. These fucking names are getting weird lately. It's hard to keep up with all this shit. Um, yeah, it's it's Tully's pocket of people, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> after that, we had Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty, which is very much an AEW match. Totally. Uh, and the match, the match played out that way. Um, except I think this is we're starting to see the results of Jay Lethal getting frustrated. I think he's making a move towards a heel turn here. Uh, mm. The only way he was able to win this one, he hit a low blow. Um, and that that kind of turned the match around. And he, he, he got the win. And we saw some more weird behavior from him later on. Uh, and we saw some strange stuff with him on Dynamite and Rampage this week. So, yeah, I think uh-huh. I think it's I think it's a matter of time. Um, oh, and I think Lethal's going to do a it. tremendous job as a heel. Uh, I think he's got a lot to bring to the table. Now. <laughs> exactly. But his 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 whole thing for years has been all these personalities that live inside of him. And oh, I think I think it's going to be nice to have him do like a real nasty version of Jay Lethal uh, moving forward. Just just for the sake of it's a new audience that gets to see him. So we've done kind of the hero Jay Lethal. Let's let's move into something else. Maybe eventually we'll get Black Machismo. I don't know. That would be great. No, <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Black no. Machismo is Jay Lethal's Macho Man personality. And it is flawless. Uh, if you watch BTE this week as well, I did. He, did a, he did a nice Macho Man. Um, and that was like just scratching the surface. So, oh, wow. <clears throat> Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then we had Willow versus Mercedes Martinez. This was for the I guess it's the interim title holder right now for okay. ROH's women's title. All right. Mercedes got the win. So now an AEW talent is holding an ROH title. Granted, it might only be for a short term, but we're looking at a lot of stuff happening here where it's a lot of AEW talent being blended in. And I haven't seen really anybody coming over from ROH. So except for maybe on the dark shows and stuff, right. which I think says a lot about this dynamic and the relationship and how this is all going to go. Um, after that was over, the Briscoes versus FTR. Uh, again, this was like a dream match of sorts for me. FTR did get the win here, and there was like a very respectful like back and forth between the two of them at the end. Uh, FTR kind of laid the belts down in front of the Briscoes and did kind of like a, you know, we're not worthy sort of thank you kind of a thing. It was very cool. This match was brutal. It was long. It was the best of both teams. Um, watch it. If you haven't seen it, try to find the Briscoes versus FTR because this was just absolutely incredible. Um, it's everything great about the Briscoes and everything great about FTR. I loved it. Uh, and after that, we had the Young Bucks come out. Yeah. <sighs> Which, so this also feeds into Dynamite and Rampage and everything that's been going on. Um, I, this, this Bucks FTR thing, I hope they get it right this time. Because the last couple times we've had these dealings with these guys, there's always somebody injured and it doesn't go well and there's timeline delays and it never goes how it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. I think now that they've all been cohabitating for a while, I think we've got a good match coming. Nice. Really That's Wednesday. That's Wednesday, right? Coming yeah. up this Wednesday on Dynamite. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, we'll see where that goes. I guess FTR is technically an ROH title holder now. They're a AAA title holder now. They're going, they want those tag team champion championships in AEW. I, maybe they're the new belt collectors. Maybe. That could be interesting. They deserve yeah. it. That's for sure. 
after that, we moved into Rhett Titus versus Minoru Suzuki. If you don't know who Minoru Suzuki Murder is. Murder Grandpa. <laughs> we know him. You, you nailed it. Um, <laughs> this was a really cool match. And this was Suzuki's first title in an American promotion. So it is oh, wow. a big deal. Um, which seems crazy, right? Like this is a huge name in the business in Japan. So to have this happen on this ROH show is kind of strange. Uh, I think we're definitely going to see a little bit more Suzuki as we go along. I think he's already made a couple appearances in AEW. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, Josh Woods versus Wheeler Yuta was next. Yuta has been a busy young man, hasn't he? He has. Uh, he has been getting his ass kicked left and right, up and down, sideways and backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what's happening with the whole Blackpool Combat Club, if he's going to get inducted or what he's doing, but he's definitely, he's he's on the radar right now. He's, he's doing stuff everywhere, and that can't be a bad thing. Um, All right. So Yuta is doing big things. I think we're going to see a lot more stuff from him moving forward. I don't know what that stuff's going to entail. Um, he's a young guy. He's got yeah. a lot of time. So there's no need to rush anything for him. Um, but it's definitely good that he's getting all these eyes because his performance has really just impressed me in the last few weeks. Uh, and I was kind of bored with him before. Um, mm-hmm. So this whole kind of idea of getting him a new gimmick, getting him some new motivation, I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, Gresham versus Bandito was the final match on this card. Jonathan Gresham is perhaps one of the greatest professional wrestlers doing it today. Mm. Um, this match was sick. Bandito is, is no slouch either. Uh, this was a great match. This was So they both had the title, right? There's, there's an ROH world title, I think it was. And it, it was, it's kind of like this whole thing where the belts are basically the same, but they just have two of them and – one has one for one reason. And so this was kind of a unification of the titles. Gresham got the win. Well-deserved. Uh, I think he's going to continue to do great stuff. Um, but the big story here, <sighs> we had a debut of an individual who is also now officially all elite. I don't know if you guys have seen the news about this. Mr. Samoa Joe. Yes. All elite. And my God everyone's in fucking trouble now you guys (laughs) joe is about to come and eat everything and everyone Uh, he looks like a big guy (laughs) oh and he's it's not even his size or anything he's just cold-blooded aggression man oh wow it's gonna be beautiful i can't wait to see him and moxley him and danielson him and freaking Hobbs, him and Keith Lee. There's so many matches I want to see with Samoa Joe, like tomorrow. Give me <laughs> all of it. Uh, Samoa Joe's had a bad run a couple of years for, for like, I don't know, the last three, four years probably. Um, longtime Ring of Honor guy. Went to the WWE for a while. Mm-hmm. Didn't really get a good direction there. Uh, was fired, was brought back, was fired again. Um, and now, now he's here and we should all just just be thankful because we're very lucky to have mr joe is isn't he wrestling wednesday i i thought he was i think he might have a match wednesday is he wrestling wednesday i don't have that written down yet i thought i saw something Mm -hmm. 
Oh God, this I'm telling you guys, this week is too much for me. I can't my little my little wrestling nerd brain has been exploding repeatedly. I can't with this shit. I heard that fucking the song, it wasn't his song that I'm used to hearing him for the last few years. So the song hit at the end of this thing, and I'm looking and I'm like, that guy looks like holy shit, Samoa Joe. <laughs> And I was like, oh, no, no, that just the the floodgates have opened, guys. We have so much stuff now. It's so cool. Much stuff happening. How fun is it, though? I mean, it's just Ring of Honor is going to be bleeding all over AEW and vice versa. And we're going to have a lot of tie ins with Impact still and New Japan and all this crap. And it's just too many people and not enough time. Uh, it's going to make for some great TV. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I thought that that was pretty cool. We were watching that pre-match and we were like, should we get the pay-per-view? Should we get the pay-per-view? We were kind of waffling back and forth. And we're like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and now yeah, we're like, I'm, shit, we should have got the pay-per-view. <laughs> I'm massively excited. And this, the end of this, by the way, I forgot to mention, Jay Lethal was the one that came out for the attack on Gresham after this thing was over. Oh. And that's why we got Joe, because it was him and uh, the other guy. I can't remember the dude's name. But Jay Lethal and this other cat came out and attacked. Uh, and Samoa Joe was like, I think the fuck not. Oh. Um yeah, so cool. <sighs> things That's... are about to get brutal. We've got a lot of really brutal signings lately. A lot of shit is happening. I think I think AEW is about to get a lot more combative and yeah. violent. Oh, that's good. That'll be yeah. fun. So let's get into Dynamite, man. Let's get into this whole where Dynamite was, I mean, okay, so let's let's go around overall. Dynamite was the first thing that made my head explode this week. All right. And, and, and it is explode in a good way or a bad way? Because I know in sometimes... a fantastic way, because as for a dynamite, it wasn't that spectacular, but there were some great moments, some one off kind of explosive moments that I think were very important. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it was, it was great. But also, like, I don't know how much of this I can take. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy, what was your thoughts? How did did you have the same reaction as Chris or? Uh, I don't know if my head was quite exploding, um, but I thought it was a great dynamite. I enjoyed it. There's a lot of unexpected moments that I ended up enjoying more than I thought. I really thought it was one of the best dynamites we've had in a while. You know, some have been kind of wonky, some good moments and some ah moments, but I felt like this was all like fun moments. Yeah. I mean, we started out with CM Punk and Max Caster. Caster had a great rap at the front. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> so I wonder, I wonder me. how many people won bets on Max Caster being the first person in professional wrestling to bring up the Will Smith thing. Oh, uh, I, I, I don't know that anybody didn't see that coming. Um, again, with the low hanging fruit, this guy. <laughs> well, I mean, that's his. All gig. his raps are terrible. I feel like it's his thing. That's yeah, but I've, I've liked a lot of them lately. This one was not awesome, <laughs> but it's still that's his gig, though, man. I mean, yeah, it's fair. <laughs> that's his thing. At least he didn't get kicked off for a while, like before. Uh, yeah. All right. I, I, we need Tammy's notes on this first match. Give us your notes, Tammy. Okay. The stream Enjoyed. of consciousness. A shining moment for Caster. He's having quite the hero's journey in his own heel kind of way. His pants are stupid, though, so he might never win a belt. <laughs> <laughs> this is so fun. No stress <laughs> by stakes. Better than I expected. This is a dramatic 
a drama-filled, dramatic caster. Kind of clunky end, but we knew CM was going to win. And Punk is up in his promo game now. And that's what I have. That's true. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much on board with what Tammy said. I thought that was kind of what it was. You know, there was a couple clunky moments. It was a good, entertaining match. Um, was did it have a purpose? I'm not sure. Um, it's great for Caster. I think it's awesome for Caster because I felt I think those guys are getting really popular, and I've heard yeah. Bowens Bowens is hurt. So in order to keep them in the spotlight, they got to keep Caster doing matches and having them come out as a pair like that. Yep. And I, I, I think that I think he's a good wrestler. I thought it was a good match against Punk. Yeah. What's your thoughts? This was a great match, actually. Um, I, I don't again, I don't necessarily see the motivation behind it other than maybe keeping Max on TV, keeping them relevant, doing some elevation here. Um, the finish to this match was pretty fantastic. There was a lot of false finishes through it mm-hmm. uh, where I was like, huh, I wonder if Kester might actually be Punk. Um but then there was the uh, I think it was a tombstone pile driver into like a submission hold. It was just yeah. like this quick combination. It looked really good. Um, I don't think Caster suffered from this loss at all. Uh, no. I think Punk Punk may have gained a little bit of steam coming off of this just because it was. I think I think I think we're starting to see a, a trend where CM Punk is maybe questioned whether or not he can still go. Um, I, yeah. It puts, think, that, think, it puts that it puts that doubt in people's minds. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he's there. I think he's had enough matches now where it's it's come close enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was the whole thing with MJF and all these things. And he he's he's it's not so easy to say Punk's gonna win anymore, really. Right. Um, it's the obvious choice, but there is a lot of believable matches to be had. And I think that whole the title gestures and all this stuff and the opponents he's talking about, he's talking about Adam Cole. He's talking about Adam page. There's a lot of matches still in the pot that could be really good. Um, but I can't say that I can guarantee punk will win them. So I think it makes for good TV. Yeah. So then we had an MJF promo after it about how everything's fine with the pinnacle. And we know how that kind of turns out. <laughs> and FTR know? says, Hey man, uh, we're your friend, but that's our friend too. We don't want any part of this shit. And I was right. like, okay, all right, I like it. Yeah. So it's like I think it's like the rebuilding of the pinnacle. I think that's what's that's what seems like it's happening. But I'm always curious of who he's going to pull in. Now we know he's got Spears, Wardlow's out, FTR is pretty much out at this point. They're going to be baby faces without a doubt. So then well, who you does had he your, have left? You had your boy at the end here with his uh, high school behavior he said uh you know wardlow used to talk shit about you guys all the time uh, <laughs> yeah. that was such an mjf fucking hilarious like i'm gonna remember that for a long time because it was so dumb uh <laughs> it was beautiful yeah and then i and then he had the signs that said do not let wardlow in and, and they were awesome. all along the, the the barricades which yep. i thought was just fucking Perfect. Was fun. <laughs> that was so fun. Oh, oh, and then after that, we got into Jay Lethal versus Box. This was a tough match, man. I mean, it just showed all the skills of both of these guys. I thought it was a very skilled, kind of heavy hitting match. Lethal hung in there tight. I mean, there was some times where I thought he was going to pull it off. You know, they made it very believable that you know he gave Mox this really good run for his money. 
And I've, I've liked this match a lot, you know, especially like, you know, you know, they did a lot of outside the ring. It was a lot of work going that way. Um, I mean, it was a great back and forth between two guys that can, that have a lot of skills. What do you think, Tammy? Let me refer to my brief notes. Slugfest. <laughs> Jay Lethal is super entertaining. This is an excellent wrestle. Lots of great counters, and they both look fantastic. That's it. It was excellent an excellent wrestle. It was an excellent wrestle. <laughs> Not a good wrestle. This one, this one went up a notch to the excellent wrestle. Well, yeah. It has to be with those two together, right? Yeah. I want to see, I want to see the perfect wrestle. Perfect. I can't I wait think, for that. I can't wait for it either, but I, I think I, I I'm just I'm I'm still a baby here. So I think my my perfect wrestle is still in the horizon for me to discover. Right. So then Chris, what I mean, how how did you feel about it? I know it's a great match. Yeah. Watching Jay Lethal and John Moxley just smack and slap and punch the shit out of each other is one awesome. of the greatest things I've seen in a wrestling ring in a long time. Uh, I liked I liked the little touch at the beginning where Lethal puts the hand out, Mox slaps it away. Then at the end of the match, Mox puts the hand out, and Lethal kind of has to suck it up and take a minute. And then he steps into it like he's gonna hit him or something. Yeah. Um, and he, he gives him the handshake, and he's just you know, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. I'm just losing everywhere now. This is great. Yeah. And then of course we get we get some of his erratic behavior throughout the week. But down now, does this does this See, I see him joining the combat club before Utah joins the combat club. Yes, no, maybe thoughts. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I join a club. What? Seems too good to join a club. He should have his own club. Yeah, I think maybe Jay Lethal is just going to start uh, beating a bunch of young cats' asses by himself. All right. Well, we'll check that out. Then we had to be really nasty about it and aggressive and gross. And yeah, he was aggressive. That was, that was a good, that was a great aggressive match. That was, it was fun. So then after that, we had the Maria Shafir promo. This was an excellent video package. God, they put her over so well with this thing. It It was was amazing. It was, I thought it was great. I want to see her indeed go head to head. Yeah. That would be a very good match, but she's got to do Cargill. Now, you know, she's obviously going to wrestle Cargill, and we know pretty much know what's going to happen with that. But like I was telling Chris when we were texting each other about this, this pushes Marina up. And I think technically, that, and I think that as time goes on, this is good for her. I think this is a good thing, even though we, she's probably going to lose to Jade. We know, obviously know that. So, but I still think this is very good for her and her career. That's my thought. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. Yep. It's a hell of a way to bring somebody up and give them a spotlight by letting them get squashed by someone who's so new to the business, but whatever. Right. But I think, I think that Jade's going to have to cheat to win. That's my prediction. I'd be to beat her. Because I think I think Marina's more skilled than her, and I think that that's why that's why what's Mark Smart Mark Sterling was like, uh, you know, really nervous about it, like acting nervous, you know. 
you know, and I thought it was kind of funny. They brought in Leva Bates and she, she walked in there like, nah, like, yep. Shout out. out to the librarian. That was good stuff. <laughs> uh, then after that, we got into FDR versus gun club. And <laughs> who, who wants to start this one off? Tammy, you want to hit your notes or Chris, you want to comment on this one? Tammy, you go first. All right. All right. I liked this match actually a lot. Um, Gun Club healing it up with glamour. Yeah. MJF question mark. What's the whole humping move thing from the Gun Club kid? <laughs> I was confused. FTR dominates first, but Papa Gun intervenes, and Gun Club shows some strength and technique for a bit. Dex is going wild. Wardlow. He's plowing through security, but then there's too many that come out and he can't get there. FDR has a brilliant end and wins. I That's mean, I don't know what else to say, though. That was that pretty much sums up that match. <laughs> it was fun. Okay. I, I have one it. thing to add. Go ahead. Yeah, please. Uh, Billy Gunn scared the shit out of everybody, I think, for a minute there when he stepped in and, and laid out who was it, Cash? Or yeah. was it Dax? He laid out one of them hard. Hard. And gave him a nice little comment or something. Jesus Christ, Billy Gunn is still so scary. He's a big, <laughs> strong, old <Ugh>. man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He just flattened that guy. He was. <laughs> baby Billy. Baby Billy Daddy. <laughs> Daddy Baby Uncle Billy. Baby Billy Daddy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> But it was cool, man. I'm glad. I'm glad they're they're showing the Gun Club. I think they're fun heels, and I think the crowd really likes it. And um, and it's just it it definitely makes me smile when they get on and and they do their do their their. It was a good wrestle. It was a good wrestle. Was it an yeah, excellent I, wrestle? I don't know. It was but fun. It was a fun wrestle. I, I think I texted you guys at one point, and I just said, "How are FTR's bumps so loud? They are the way those dudes hit that fucking ring, man. It's like a freight train, just pow every yeah. time. It's so impressive and horrible sounding. Oh God, I love it. And then one note at the end, it's like, is that FTR turning on MJF, or is that them just having a dispute?" That's what I don't know. Me. There was so much there. It was like it was almost like they were pissed off that the Wardlow thing was interfering with their match because mm -hmm. of MJF. And it was we don't want any part of this. We told you we don't want this. Blah, 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 blah. We're trying to fucking wrestle here, man. Mm -hmm. And they sort of, you know, cash or no Dax, I think, shoved MJF and there was sort of a scuffle. But then they ended up leaving together anyway. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It was very confusing. So I'm curious to see how the pinnacle shapes up in the future. So after that, we not had the looking good right now. It's not looking good. I mean, obviously the pinnacle is going to change who they're going to, and you know, who they pull, who MJF pulls into the pinnacle is going to be, is going to be quite interesting. So I'm, I'm looking, I'm actually looking really forward to seeing like who he pulls in and like how he's going to like recover from the Wardlow and, you know, now FTR turning on him and this whole thing and who he's, I mean, he always has his boy Spears there, like getting yeah. his back, but like who else are they going to bring in? So it's going to Well, be see, this is a very good time for him to rejuvenate his support system because we've got this influx of all these people. Yeah. 
in and out and running around. There's so many things that they could do with MJF right now. So oh, yeah, the pinnacle could the pinnacle could end and they could make something else. Yeah. The pinnacle could be a thousand times stronger than it has been in the past. Uh there's there's countless ways to do this, and I'm enjoying the ride. This yeah. is one of those few things where AEW is taking their time. Like this whole Wardlow storyline and everything for the longest time felt like the most annoying shit on the planet. And now I'm like, I love it. I love all of it. All the drama and all the nonsense and FTR. And all, it's just, it's great. It's yeah. great professional wrestling storylines. Yes. It's a good wrestle. So then after that, we had the Lee Hobbs promo and about how um, Hobbs owns Rampage. So we'll get back into that later. And then we had the Jericho Appreciation Society. Boy, that turned into total mayhem. Chris, you have a look on your face like you did not approve of this whole thing. Am I wrong? So at the beginning of the segment, I was super annoyed. Um, I really don't like Daniel Garcia. Like, not in a, not in a, like, yeah oh god don't get me started uh not not in a way of like oh he's a dick or like what a great heel no it's he's just something about him just irks my nerves and i don't want him on tv like it just it makes me want to change the channel there's two people Um, here that think that way (laughs) and like his in-ring stuff is his in-ring stuff is okay but his personality just Ugh, I don't like it. I don't like the way he talks. I don't like the way his mouth moves. I, I don't like the kid at all. Um, finally, <laughs> though, we had we had the return of Eddie Kingston and Santana and Ortiz. I was waiting for this. I was like, where the hell are they? Uh, they've been doing the pull back the curtain thing every week with these segments. So to finally have them standing there waiting, right. that, was, that was a nice move. Uh, we, we had an appearance from the Mad Ball again. Yeah. Um, Nice little brawl. Took it out to the ring. <sighs> Where's this going, though? It's going. It's it's lean. I, I think it's leaning towards a big pay per view match. But that's. But between who? Because right now the numbers aren't right. Santana and Ortiz are going to have to call some. Well, I mean, if Eddie Kingston and Santana and Ortiz can convince somebody from like some other outside LAX members to show up in AEW or something like that. But right now they don't have a lot of friends on the roster. It's true. So that's what makes it intriguing. Rafe, are you frozen again? I don't know. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) hello. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Everybody's frozen, but the recording, the vocal's still there. So we're still good. We've lost Rafe. I don't. Oh, there he is. You're back. All right. So, um, but I think the whole thing with Daniel Garcia is brilliant because you guys absolutely hate him. So I think he's doing his job. <laughs> I don't even want to waste enough energy on hating him, though. Like, I just don't want to see him. Yeah, I go and get a snack break a lot. So I don't want to really see him get his ass whooped anymore. Yeah. Like I've seen that a couple of times already and it doesn't help me at all. Yeah. So t- Tammy's notes. What are your notes, Tammy? I don't think I have really good notes on this one, but I just want to uh, read them anyways. But um, uh, the, the thing popcorn. with Garcia is he's not, he's not heel enough hmm. to be entertaining. But he's got a and cool kangle. 
And this whole name change thing has just made it worse. These new personas have made it worse for some reason, not better. He just doesn't have the personality to be an entertaining heel. That's really what it comes down to. And he does remind you of that dude that like just talked shit and was ignorant that you used to hang out with. And that like definitely going to steal something or pull one over on you when you're not looking, you know, like. Right. He's the PlayStation thief. Thought he was cool, but he's really shady. And, you know, I don't know. He reminds me of some someone we know that I'm not going to mention on the podcast. I'll tell you guys afterwards. Okay. So starts with a K. Ends with an A. <laughs> Chris knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> I'll have to think about that later. So, uh, oh, I, my, my notes were just like, couldn't keep up. There was so much going on. But basically, I was like, Kingston and Jericho break out in a broad of promo and into the crowd. Santana and Ortiz deal with Jericho. Hager rescues Jericho. Jericho gets Kingston with the bat. That's pretty much all I had. Yeah. But, I like the fact that it spilled out into the crowd. So that was yeah. my only thing I liked about the promo a lot. I j- enjoyed the, the exciting that it wasn't just them all standing around talking shit. I love that it went into chaos. So that was fun. And I would be down for more of those from anybody that wants to do a promo like that. Yeah. I will say I do love this plasticky version of Jericho. It is. He fun. looks very like manufactured in a lab now. And I think it's great. And that's what I'm saying. He's an entertaining heel. He's got a look. You know, I mean, it's like, I love it. It just, uh, he's really leaned into it. He has a whole, his look is tight. His verbiage is tight. I mean, you can just see he's a professional at what he does. You know, we want an entertaining heel or we want a super mean heel. And Garcia just, I mean, maybe he will turn into that. What I like about this, which is different than other parts of my life, is that my, my, my mind could be changed in just one episode. Sure, and I like true. that. Nothing is permanent here, ever. And I like that. Yeah, that's, that's true. Oh, I have uh, standards in the rest of my life that would not be flexible. But here, I might hate you one week, and next week we're best friends. Yeah, there you go. I don't see that coming with Darcia, but I'm just saying maybe 10 years from now. Who knows? <laughs> I'm going to be buying my Daniel Garcia t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, you just want to be annoying to us. That's okay. I get MJF. I don't get the Daniel Garcia yeah. thing. I no. That's why he would wear it. He is MJF as his alter ego. Remember, and that's MJF thing to do. I know these two people can't stand this dude's face, so I'm gonna wear the shirt around. I I think Rafe would make a great heel. He would. I'd be a perfect deal. <laughs> uh, so then, uh, so we would, they did the Jade promo. That was cool. We talked about that earlier. I talked about Marina Shafir in that match. That's going to be, I think it's going to be a good match for, for Jade. Um, we'll I see still as love it comes up. Cut the shit, Tony. Yeah, cut the shit, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> it's still so funny. <laughs> she's funny. She's getting much better every time she's on. So she's definitely improving with her promos. So it's awesome. So then we had a brutal match after that. The Danielson versus Yuta match. Ooh, that was brutal. I wrote down, chest is effed up, man. Oh, that was Yuta's chest was destroyed, man. That was this was a hitter. This was everything you could ever expect from Brian Danielson. I'd say it's an excellent wrestle. Um, that you to spit in his face 
I mean, I was like, whoa, dude, that was like a whole nother level right there. I was like, wow. Yeah. So before we get into Chris's opinion, we need Tammy's notes on this one. We My notes do. are brief. I'm not sure why. I think because um, basically. She was just the, shocked the whole time. It was just like, a whole shock. <laughs> like, like It's a grueling wrestle. The spitting was gross. And I'm glad he choked out Yuta. Uh. <laughs> really why are you glad he choked that yuda let me ask you that you know yuda's a good wrestler and i met he was one of my early favorites his personality has not shined through for me and he's just the type of dude that i would want to see choked out oh <laughs> just now that is, that's a type apparently yeah just like there's just like a certain kind of dude that i'm just like i don't know i just wanted i, I wanted, I'd like to see them choked out <laughs> i wanted the brutality on yuda <laughs> I think I just want to see him go through that for a little bit, and then well, you got it. With, you like, did, yeah. And I want to see him go through that a little bit, and then come out with like a different kind of persona. Hmm. Okay, Chris. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he needs a little refresher. Um, I, I said I said a lot about him earlier, talking about the stuff that happened on the SuperCard. Uh, this whole storyline that they're doing with Yuta, I think is great. I think it's good for his character development. I think we're going somewhere with it. I don't know where yet, but I like it. Um, Jesus Christ, Brian Danielson just beat the shit out of him. I and, love Brian oh, Danielson. I love Brian amazing. Danielson. See, you guys, you guys weren't on board when he first came over. And it's like, now you get it. Like these, he's Jesus Christ. I mean, he's woo! the man. <laughs> he just and he finds a way to hurt everyone everyone that's the best part now the one thing i'm gonna say is uh, the kicks in the face at the end of this one were particularly painful looking uh when he did the whole stomp on his face thing that he always does yeah oh i just kept thinking about all the teeth he's knocked out in the last couple of months and everything and i'm like yuda's dead yuda's yuda's a corpse in the ring right now um <laughs> And somehow this kid keeps getting up from these beatings from Brian Danielson and from the, that tag team match that they had and uh, the shit at Ring of Honor. The kid's a, going places. Yeah, he's a tough bastard, that's for sure. He he's does a need bastard. a character refresh, though. We need something from him that gets us invested. Because right now it's just, wow, he can really take a good ass whooping and, and still keep going. But I need a little more than that to, to care. Right. He needs some personality. Yeah. Like his not personality just reminds me of someone like from like Fairfax County, you know, that's like an accountant or something, you know, like I I, I just, you know, I don't know. I just feel like like he's he doesn't wow me with the drama, you know, (laughs) theatrical part of all this. And I want to see that county. (laughs) But you know, who the type of person I'm talking about, you know, sure. Um, it's not a a good or a bad thing it's just like it's kind of a boring kind of like i grew up in the suburbs entitled quietly entitled you know and i'm I'm, i know that's not who he is but i'm just saying that's the energy i mean it's funny i want to see some more like drama i want to see more personality he can wrestle he has a huge future i liked him early on he was one of the ones that i liked early on and i would yeah. love to have him like as a member of like top flight or something like that would be cool yeah that'd be fun that would be fun like a third member of top flight that would be pretty cool that's awesome we're in a faction with them 
because he kind of reminds me of that kind of style, you know, where they're, you know, right. They can mm-hmm. wrestle well, but they do a lot of like good physical acrobatic type style too. Yeah. Yeah. So then after that, we had the promo with Darby and Idolo, and then we get to that match later. And then we have the Adam Cole. Hold on. This All was right. the undisputed elite championship celebration. Right. Which I thought was ridiculous. So fucking stupid. But the party supplies box was hysterical. I mean, that cracked me up when they brought out that lame box and like three balloons flew up that I what mean, the hell is happening to Kyle O'Reilly? I know what's what's his persona. I mean, we were talking. I don't know what this is. Like, he's not even like a tough guy. He just no, seems, he's just a weirdo now. I don't know what they're doing with him. Right. I mean, I wanted to talk about that because I was like and then, you know, we have this whole I, I felt like this was whole all of it was pointless. Because all they did was like Jurassic Express and Hangman just took their belts back after this goofy party. I don't, I didn't understand it at all. Uh, Tammy, what did you, what what are, you, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I only had one sentence. No, okay, they got the belt, they stole back, that was stolen back. That's it. That's it. That's oh, how my. I felt too. I mean, what do, you, what do you think, Chris? I mean, why did they do this, you think? I don't know. I think it's symptomatic of all the stuff that they've been doing with Cole and with Red Dragon and this whole elite, not elite, Bucks are there, Bucks are not there. They're not doing this correctly. They're not doing Adam Cole justice. They're not doing Bobby Mm -hmm. Fish and Kyle O'Reilly justice. They're being made to look like jokes. They no longer look like a credible threat to any title picture in the company. Um the personality stuff that's coming out is bad. It started off okay with Adam Cole stuff, uh, and it just went downhill really fast. I wrote down, this is boring. Why is this so bad? And I said, this is starting to kill Cole and Red Dragon. It is. Uh, the promo is bad. The concept is bad. Ugh. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I was like, what is the point of this? This is all so fucking stupid. What a waste of time for two weeks. I know. And then, you know, I look at like Bobby, when I first started seeing Bobby Fish, he came out like a bruiser and a badass. And now he just looks like a clown. And it's like, and Adam Cole is starting to look like a clown and they don't deserve to look like clowns because they're, they're, they're too good to look like clowns. Yeah. The three of them are really, really talented and this shit is not serving any of them well at all. No company for that matter. Yeah, it's it's like they're trying to steal the goofiness of uh, of the Bucks and Brandon, and it's not working. You know what I mean? No, like, it's like, just bad TV. You, you can't work it like the Bucks work it with Brandon. I mean, they have their thing, which just makes it hilarious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this whole, I don't see Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish doesn't have the personality for it. Kylie O'Reilly just seems like he just seems like a strange dude. And yeah. then you got Adam Cole, who's just like that, you know, arrogant guitar player in the band. And that's that's it, you know? So uh, I guess we'll see what's going down in the future. After that, Thunder Rosa did her nice little interview there. That was cool. Um, good for her. That was awesome. She and then finally we had, got her moment. She, she deserved finally, that. She finally got her moment. And then FTR had the promo, and then the Bucks step in, and that kind of sets up for next week, FTR versus Hold on. the Bucks. Oh, yeah, all right. Go ahead. Before we move forward about Thunder Rosa, I want to say this. Uh, she had this part in this segment where she said she wants to be the face because she is the face of AEW women's division now. She wants to be the face of women's wrestling, right? And I thought to myself, why not all wrestling? 
why not the face of just pro wrestling in general, 2022 Thunder Rosa is where it's at. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. very easily she could say, that's what I want to be. Um, I don't know. I thought that was a weird distinction and it wasn't necessary. Well, it could have been that she wants to go after every belt. That's the impression not what I first got. She wants all the women's belts. That's right. That's how I felt about it. I didn't, but I, I see your point. That's a good point. So I hope we get there one day where that the wrestler is just a wrestler. Well, I, mean, I she really is just the best of so many styles and and worlds. And I think I think 2022 professional wrestling, Thunder Rose is like up there at the top of like who's the best right now, you know. Right. So yeah, I don't know. And you know, it we'll struck get, me as odd. I have a thought about that, and I think we'll get to that when we hit the rampage, and it has to do with uh Ty Conti and um Sammy Guevara, and I'll I'll come back and circle back around on that. But um, so then after that, you know, obviously they set up the whole Bucks FTR thing. And then we had the debut of Tony Storm versus the Bunny. Now, I thought that this was a good pairing because I think Bunny is probably one of the best, um, I would say, in the top three of all everybody, regardless of gender, of, of being able to sell matches. You know what I mean? She's a workhorse. You know yes. what I mean? So, I mean, not even has nothing to do with male or female. I think she's just great at selling matches. And I think that this was a perfect setup for her and to to introduce Tony Storm into this match. Obviously, you know, I don't get I don't have big expectations when these new folks come in because I know it's going to take a few times. I'm seeing from experience that it's going to take a few times for these folks to get comfortable, just like with the Hardys. You know, what I mean, like that debut was like lackluster. But then when he jumped off of the friggin' ceiling, it was fantastic. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna expect these big debuts to be absolutely perfect. The only one I thought was like the ultimate debut was when Keith Lee came out and was just chucking people out of the ring like a beast. That yeah. one was great. But, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not so good. Right. So, but as far as her being in AEW now, mm-hmm. I think it's awesome because she's another. She fits in well with the with the aspect that she is strong. She's a bruiser. She throws people around. She's very aggressive. She's not. She's she's she has finesse, but she still has that brawn to her. That's just like makes her a little bit nasty. So I think I thought it was cool, man. I really enjoyed it. Tammy, you got any notes on this one? Um, they're brief, but I just also want to add to the point is. So, Chris, I think that thing, like when we have issues with CM Punk and Danielson and stuff, it's because we have no history and they have to earn it from us first. So when they come out and all of a sudden they're the bee's knees, like they're not the bee's knees to us because we don't know who they are. So I think that's another reason why it takes us a couple to get used to people and really see what their personality is and how they wrestle to see if we like them or not. So I think sometimes we just go like don't appreciate when everybody's like thinking like that's all we hear about they're they're so exciting and then they're instantly winning everything even though like there's other people that have been around and haven't won so i think we needed to get used to that but i think we understand the pattern better now right rafe and understand better and just to like uh suspend judgment um if possible but i agree with keith lee it was like i'm instantly like i want like i want him to be part of my family like right now like but there's just a whole energy vibe that was that shined universally without having to know a history because when he came out it's just the fact that he's so 
his smile makes you feel like, oh my God, this person is just living their best life and that's what we all want to do. So he portrays that well. So um, I loved I loved uh, Tony Storm right away. I'm really excited. Of course you did. Um, I'm just, I think she's so cool. And I'm really, so I, I you know, as far as a wrestler, I, I, I don't know yet. I, all I put was great debut just because I loved her energy. I loved her personality and um, fun, beautiful, strong wrestler going to enjoy her bunny i still love you where's penelope that's my note yeah chris i'm sure you have much to say tony storm baby (laughs) tony storm my god i was so excited i literally scared the hell out of my entire family uh i was in the living room (laughs) and i'm watching and we're all just hanging out everybody's kind of quiet and i just jumped away yeah i lost my mind (laughs) Uh, and I had to apologize because Ryder was like, she panicked and like, and Sydney threw her headphones down and my wife was like coming out of the bathroom and I think I scared her. It was, it was a lot. Um, and so, okay. Initial shock. Yes, that was cool. Uh, the bunny, you guys are absolutely right. The bunny is, uh, the bunny is, is, is one of the things that has been the glue in the women's division yeah. for years through the pandemic, through everything. We're talking about somebody who never goes for the title picture. She doesn't care. Her personality is on point. She's got a great character. She's always in the mix with something. If you want somebody to have a good match and they need a good opponent that's going to make them look good, put the bunny in and it's going to be good, right? Yeah. Um, she's constantly in these matches that I talk about on Dark and Elevation where it's a certain group of women they bring in, your Emmy Sakuras and things like that. There's always something good happening when the bunny's involved. Um but it's Tony fucking Storm, man. Uh, I I am through the roof about this. I think it's amazing. Quick rundown. Tony Storm has been wrestling since she was 13. She started at 13 in the Indies in Australia. Um, she's been a lot of different promotions. I mean, titles everywhere. This, her style fits in. So, and she's actually crossed paths with a lot of the talent in AEW already in different promotions. Um, when you're talking about, uh, stardom and, uh, Eve and all these other things, she's been there. Um, Mm -hmm. she was the, uh, first ever, what was it? She was, she was the first, um, women's champion in, uh, what was it? Shit. She was the first women's champion somewhere. I can't remember where it was, but it was like a big deal. Um, she's held some great titles. She's constantly putting in good performances. I've never seen a bad Tony Storm match unless somebody else was just terrible in it and it just made her not look as good as she should have. Um, the amount of people in AEW that she could put on a crazy match with that everybody's going to love, including part of this tournament that's happening. Yeah. Um, you know, it, a dream match for me, Chris Statlander, Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter, Triple Threat, it's it it sells itself um or and you could even put ruby soho in there with her and it would be incredible (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) there's there's so many good matches that that are going to happen now um and this gives the women's division a refresh uh a different direction to take some of the stories a new opponent for lots of different people that makes sense feels believable feels fun entertaining to watch i think i think this is this this can only get better oh and as far as debuts go this was not as bad as some of the other ones were. It wasn't the best. It was no CM Punk in Chicago. 
Um, but that's a once in a lifetime thing. You don't get that all the time. So she got a nice pop when she came out. You could tell that she was appreciative that people hadn't forgotten about her. Um, it's not a huge crossover between the audiences. So the fact that anybody there even cared is monumental, I think. Um, yeah, I'm super excited about it. I, that's all I can say. Yeah, man, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward. And it's a hell of a match, too. Yeah, it was a fun match. I mean, they went back and forth, and they were they were relentless on each other. They were very aggressive. And, I mean, not at any time did you, you think that Tony Storm wasn't worthy of being in there or, or, or like – or, or had any problems, a very smooth match, very good. And, yeah. But that's funny, too. I mean, she can do that, you know? Yeah. So I thought, thought that was killer. First um, ever progress world yeah. champion, by the way. Progress. Yeah. That's progress. the one where she was the first title holder. And they were they were hitting hard, and they were, you know, I mean, it was it was good. Yeah. So, um, but then after that, we had the Nyla promo where she called her Thunturd Rosa. <laughs> I'm so glad that you caught that for me because I thought she just said it weird. Like I didn't like hear it the first time. Uh-oh. And then when you texted it to me, I was like, holy shit, that's great. And I wrote it down. <laughs> Tammy, where have you gone? <laughs> you're always, we see nothing of you. There you are. <laughs> it's the and magic. I just you're, appear. You're the floating head. You're like Max Headroom. <laughs> she Not disappears real. into the or thing of this and then returns with her notes. <laughs> Right. You're like Jombie on Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> Speaking of genies, uh, that was the other wonderful line that Nala Rose threw out. Um, she said, I think you have a dash, death wish about Thunder Rose. And she said, I'll be your genie. Abracadabra, bitch. <laughs> These one liners that Nala Rose has just, oh, they're so good. They kill me. And I feel like she doesn't need Vicky Guerrero anymore. Right. Like, I think we could be done with that, but I don't think they're planning on doing that anytime soon. Right. Yeah. But, you know, Vicky's funny, though. I mean, I like I kind of like that combo. <laughs> she's so it is, annoying. It is. It's different. Yeah, she's so annoying. I've been listening to her do that shit for a long time, though. So I'm like ready for Vicky Guerrero to move on to retirement. Gotcha. And then after this, we went into the Darby versus Idolo match. Golly, this is just it was a painful night, man. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I'm going to say this before we get into anything else. Elo's a beast. I love Elo, man. I mean, he just comes out and pounds people, man, and I love that. He's almost like a Danielson in that in that sense. And you know, he's got that that swagger to him, and he just he can beat on people, and um, uh, and it just it, it it just went crazy, and then it went crazy at the end. And the Hardys come in, and then we're setting up these big matches between this two. I like this rivalry. I really like this rivalry. Tammy, give us your notes. We need some notes. All right, tough match. Both have their moments in it too. Really, really tough one. Andrade rocks. He's a cool fool, and Darby works hard and puts in a lot of puts up with a lot of pain. Darby wins, but everyone's here to jump in and start something. <laughs> Chris, go ahead. <laughs> uh, what a brutal match. Um... Poor Darby Allen. My, he's, I think he's got like uh, some sort of bionic skeleton or there, there's something, something is unique about this kid because it, he just, he seems like he'd be injured every week and he's always fighting. Uh, I, I don't know. Andrade <laughs> is so impressive though. Andrade has the kind of style that blends well with almost every type of per, like 
modern style. Um, people complain all the time about his mic work because they can't understand him or whatever. So what? Don't be so lazy. Like, listen to what he's saying and get what you can from it because it's usually pretty entertaining. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the the whole, like, kind of uh, exotic, rich guy vibe, like, I love it so much. I think he's perfect for this type of role. Um, and just, I mean, this match hurt my feelings watching it. It hurt my feelings. I felt like I was taking the beating for Darby. Um, <laughs> and for Andrade to get the win at the end. And, of course, we've got all the interference with the now AFO, I guess. Yeah. Um, haven't decided to call it anything else. So they took Matt Hardy's family office name and just a- adopted it for Andrade. Uh, and then, you know, we had private party, we had butcher and blade, we had sting, and then we got the Hardys and it's still kind of this thing that's been ongoing. I don't hate any of it. I think it's actually starting to get better. Um, it's kind of where it should have been in the beginning. Right. Uh, if the Hardy stuff hadn't been so weird when they, when they got Jeff over and everything. Um I'm excited about where it's going. I just hope they don't uh I hope they don't kind of do the same fights over and over again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They got to kind of mix it up and, and get get some different things going and get a little bit more meaning meaning to it in a, in a sense. Like put yeah. something on the line. Something's got to get on the line with this. And I think yep. that that's that's really going to be pretty cool. And that pretty much going to wrap up Dynamite and sets up for next week on Dynamite. So we're going to see the we see the Hardys wrestling, and I think what they're doing butchering the blade, right? That's who they're wrestling next week again. Uh, yeah, is that the tables match? Yeah, that's the tables match against them. So that's Ooh, be, be ready, guys. It's gonna it's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt, man. Bad. It's gonna be hard to watch, and it's gonna also be awesome to watch. Exactly. So then we jump into Rampage, or do you want to? We do not. It? We oh. do not. Oh, that's right. We've got we got we got the quizzes. That's right, the quiz show. All right, it's game time. It's game time. All right. Uh, well, before we get into that, um, questions we asked last week. I wrote my answers down just in case we were doing it again. Uh, what was your guys's? Uh, who 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 had the best look or was best dressed this week? Uh, you Tony didn't have Storm. your answers ready, did you? Tony Storm for me. I think she had the best look. Same coming in. What do you think, Tammy? Tammy, any memorable outfits or looks for the week for you? I know which one she didn't like. Max Casters, obviously. Well, he always <laughs> wears those pants. Right. The scissor pants. Hmm. <laughs> Everything's kind of blurred. I do remember Tony's the most, or you know, so. Well, honorable mention then to the bunny, because mine was Tony Storm too, but the bunny looked awesome in the black and white outfit. I think... Yeah. I, I don't know if she was like saying, oh, hi, Tony Storm. I wear black and white, too. I felt like I felt like she wore that outfit just for the Tony Storm match, because that's normally Tony's thing. Is she's always rocking like a super stark, high contrast, black and white, different type of deal. So I, I thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it was nice to see Bunny in something other than her normal. That's true. What is it? Bunny black clothes. on black on black. Yeah. yeah. Bunny clothes. The bunny suit. <laughs> her bunny suit. Uh, most dramatic match of the week for you guys. Oh, I would say have to be the the Idolo match, Darby and Idolo. That was that was some drama there for me. Very dramatic. Yeah. Very painful looking. That was painful, and that's kind of a tie between the Yuta the Yuta one, the Yuta Danielson wow. that one. That's a tie for me. So. I, I, same with me. Like it's it, it yeah. That's a tough, tough. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of drama. But even like the the caster and CM Punk had a lot of drama in it too. You know, 
for, I mean, but so yeah. Mm, hmm, hmm. I'm going to go with the Andrade one though. That's what okay. I'm going to say. Well, I'm, I'm going to take something that is now AEW adjacent, I guess. Uh, the Briscoes versus FTR match was by far the most dramatic thing I've seen in a wrestling ring this week. Uh, with everything going on, that match was still incredible. I don't know if the Briscoes are coming over or if they're going to be under Ring of Honor, if they're going to be AEW. There's been a lot of rumors about it. I hope we see more, though, because holy shit, that one match with FTR and the Briscoes was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Super dramatic. Big uh, heartfelt stuff at the end. It had everything I want in a big match. Yeah. So moving on, we have name that wrestler. I am going to give you guys a list of accomplishments, some attributes, uh, a little bit of background. It is your job to tell me who I am talking about. All right. This particular talent now in AEW, also wrestled under Forefront, CWE, CWF, DDT, Impact, NWA, New Japan, All Japan, PCW, PWG, the list goes on. So many titles. I mean, titles pretty much everywhere. Lots and lots of belts. No shortage of leather and gold, okay? Nicknames for this person. I'm not going to give you the obvious ones. Uh, The Cornerstone, King of the Anywhere Match, Canadian X, some signature moves, the Missile Drop Kick, Reverse Frankensteiner, and a 450 Splash. Finishers that this person uses. The electric chair dropped into a bridged German suplex. Okay. There's a name for it, but I'm not giving you the name. I'm telling you what the moves are that build into that name. The other one that's very popular is a variation of the one-handed electric chair driver. (laughs) Name that wrestler. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Can can, can you give us hints? (laughs) I can, I can, I can, I, what, what do you want me to do here? That Let me ask lot. you questions. Let me ask you questions and you can either say yes or no. All right. Tammy All freaked right. out last week and said no questions, but if she's okay with it, I'm okay with it. I don't know if I'll have the but right answer. I was answers. thinking maybe we should have like a choice of six people. My brain is totally Ooh. crying. But then I feel like it gets too easy. Okay, this is so okay. much more fun. Okay. Well, we'll, let's just go with what guys. we have. Let's just go with what we have. All right, what's your guess, Tammy? Do you we have a guess? The gender of the person. Hold on. You, you both can ask me one question. How about that? Okay. That's just one. Have they been in AEW since the beginning? Early on, I, I'm not positive about what the beginning technically was. I don't know if that was when they announced it as a company and they had an initial roster. I don't know if that's when they first started doing matches or their first pay-per-view or first TV show. So, yeah, been around since very early on. Okay, that's my Barrier. one question. Tammy, what's your question? Are they over 30? I believe so. Yeah, they have to be. How does that help? Well, I mean, I know if it's a younger person or an older person. I'm not giving you any tints on why it helps me. We're in competition right now. All right, so I'm going to give you one big, big hint. It's the belt collector. Oh, I know this one. I know who it is. I don't know, but I'm guessing Kenny Omega. Rafe, what was your guess? Kenny Omega. What? We got it? Oh, my gosh. Woo! We 
got it with a lot of help. <laughs> but see, you did that. He has been there since. I didn't the know beginning. he was named he the belt collectors. The that didn't help me. Very early. Very he early. started the company with them. I, so. what, what, what helped me was that he'd been there for a while and the DDT and the New Japan stuff. That's all. Because yeah. I don't know. I don't even know what those other letters mean that you say. Dude, I don't know what <laughs> any of them are. But I was I mean, like, PWG. Okay. Yeah. PWG. NWA. One of the longest running American wrestling promotions. I am stupid with all this stuff. I don't even know that. Yeah. When I hear NWA, I think the rap music. Well, Billy Corgan owns it now. <laughs> he does. And they do NWA Power. Yeah. When I hear NWA, I don't think wrestling. So, yeah. So, none of those things help me, but I still got it. There you All go. right. Well, you guys both get a point, I guess. Technically, you both had the right answer. Um, at least you can get something on the board for this week. So, that's good. Yes. Uh, we are moving on to real or fake. Oh, boy. Name of the game, right? So I'm going to give you guys the names of three wrestling moves. Two of them are real. One of them is fake. You have to identify the fake wrestling move name. Okay. They, they apply to various different types of wrestling moves, holds, finishers, signature moves, regular standard moves. They're all stupid every week. Okay. So the first one, flapjack. The second one, widow's peak. And the third one, the lightning arrow. Again, that is Flapjack, Widow's Peak, and Lightning Arrow. Which one is fake? Tammy? You go first. Why are you saying to me? I'm still thinking. You can say it and you won't know who, like, if, until we both It's say. Flapjack, Widow's Peak. What's the last one again? Lightning Arrow. I think lightning arrow is the fake one. Okay. Tammy? I'm going to go with Widow's Peak. Okay. Rafe, you are correct. The fake move on this week's list is the lightning arrow. Because I've, I've been writing down wrestling moves. Oh, I see. I believe you guys are tied up now. <gasps> I, I'm still winning, Chris. <laughs> In life, maybe. Statistically, we're tied. As far as the numbers go, <laughs> I think, is it 2-2 two, two now? I think it is. Is that right? I believe so. I feel like I it. have three and he has two. Well, it'll come back know. here in a minute. That doesn't sound right. There's been a lot of double zeros. <laughs> yep. Rafe, yep. are you still with us? I'm still with you guys. So. Hey, I think he's broken again. Back. No, oh, back. there he is. Okay. So. Okay, you know what? We will tie so I think it up. it's 2-2. Two, two I think overall. I'm winning, but that's okay. We'll tie it up, and then we'll. it'll really be on. It'll be on. I it don't is- know why it was such aggression towards me. I'm just, like, trying to do a podcast here. I want to win. <laughs> so I, I, have a, uh, I have a special request for you guys for next week. Think of any type of wrestling question to ask me and see if you can stump me. Okay. Ooh, stump Chris. That's good. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's fair. I just want to see what you come up with all right all right so now we are into rampage hey i'm gonna say this overall rampage baby this was a very good rampage it wasn't bad i enjoyed it we start out with the young bucks first top flight fun 
Hell this was match. a fun match, man. I mean, the high flying, flipping out of the ring, all the shit that they did kept me on the edge of my seat watching it. Watching it, I really like this match. Um, who wants to start, Tammy or Chris? But before anybody else says anything, I just want to say I think it's really cool how the Young Bucks were able to teleport from one city on Rampage to another city for the Ring of Honor Supercard. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Two places on the same night. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> hey, man, it's, uh, it's, they got time machine. <laughs> yeah. Tammy, what do you think of this match? Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was a big opportunity for top flight. Dante, I said Frogman. There's a couple moves that he looked like a big, like that's his superhero. He would be Frogman. <laughs> Love his acrobatics. Nick and Dante were really fun together. And love Chris Jericho at the commentary table too during this whole match. Dante is a superstar. Young Bucks never disappoint, but poor Nick Jackson's back. Oh, yeah, yours. I love Taz goes, okay, take it easy, sports entertainer. He said that to Jericho. Yeah. And there was like that pause of like, you could tell they were like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Taz is hilarious, man. I'm telling you. Jericho on commentary, too. It's like either really, really cringy and awful. Like, did he really just say that with a microphone? And then other times he's just gold. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. This I was love- a hell of a match, you guys. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I enjoyed a lot about this match is I love the double moves. They both had the double moves. That's true. I and love those- tag team moves. The tag team moves like that are so, so cool and so entertaining that, that I think that's what really makes the tag teams exciting when you watch those matches, especially that match. Cause it was like, that was like an even match. They were both evenly yeah. matched up. So it wasn't like big guys versus small guys. It was just like high flyers versus high flyers. And it brought the entertainment. And I thought it was one of the funnest matches this, this week. Aside what not, not, brutal and like aggressive but just a fun match to watch you know what i mean yeah yeah Yeah. and i think you know even with the young bucks getting the win here i still think top flight were elevated huge by this um to be able to go and go that hard and that well against the young bucks and have it look that good and be so fun and entertaining and all the great combo spots and all that stuff i mean I, I will watch them lose every week if they lose like that. Yeah. Rafe, are you frozen again? <laughs> might thaw this oh kid God, out. <laughs> See, you guys are frozen on my end. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the connection today, but. There he is. Okay, I'm going to finish answering Chris, Chris's question real quick. Um, I have thought about that. It's interesting you asked me about it because I, I was like at first, like, how is this going to work out? Because I only knew him. At, I knew he was part of a tag team. But when I started watching, his brother was already injured. Mm-hmm. But I honestly feel that it has not diminished anything. I feel like it is. It, I think he's his personality. He built it enough on his own that it shines through no matter what. Now, I think he has a very well developed energy that he he serves. 
And I just, and his brother's probably going to get up to speed with the personality side, but the wrestling for both of them, I think is magical. So I am not, I'm okay with it. I don't think it diminished anything. What are your thoughts? I think that's fair. Um, I think, I think, I think it boosted top flight, if anything. I don't think Dante's lost any momentum because of this. Um, I think he could still go out and do a great singles match tomorrow and nobody would be surprised. Um, I do think that top flight is only gaining from this. Uh, And I kind of think that this is evidence, the fact that they threw him into a Young Bucks match this fast after getting back as a team and everything and only doing a couple of dark matches and maybe one TV match. Yeah, yeah, I think it was awesome. I, I can't wait to see what these guys do. I'm really excited. I always say to Rafe, like, look how young these guys are. What about when they're at CM Punk and Jericho age? What are like they? What are their abilities going to be? It's going to be really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I know I froze out, but to, to to add to that, this was like the carryover from the I, what was it, the Casino Royale or the Battle Royale that they had when uh, oh you know the the Bucks beat them the last second and flipped over uh, Darius. And so that was cool to see this match come around again. So, yeah, for sure. Right. So then after that, we had the Chris Statlander promo, and she says, you're going to see the other side of Chris Statlander, which I thought was, uh, okay, Uh, let's see what happens here. You know, I hope hope it's good. I hope it's good, too. I hope it gets better. Any thoughts on that before we move on? I just hope it's not stupid. That's all I got to say. Yeah. And then after that, we got into the Lambert, um, Paige Van Zant Sky. Um, and then you saw Sammy and Ty Conte bust up his car. And I'm not sure I understand any of this. I mean, Tammy, what do you, how do you feel? What's your, I mean, I don't know. Tammy? Well, anytime someone busts up a car, it's fun, but that I don't like, there's a lot that doesn't sit well with me on all of this. I don't know. I'm not invested, but Hey, uh, uh, I don't like Lambert gets on my nerves and, and having his car smashed up, it didn't hurt my feelings. Any was kind of entertaining, but it just doesn't make sense. And I'm not into the, the page person yet because I haven't seen her do anything and she doesn't have like an entertaining personality she definitely has that MMA personality they're usually kind of dry and boring yep so um that's all I have to say about it Chris (laughs) staring at the ceiling (laughs) I don't want to talk too much about it because we we talked about it last week this Ty Conti Sammy Guevara thing is not working um I don't like it that is Ty Conti still a baby face? Is Sammy still a baby face? Because baby faces don't wreck other people's cars and shit like that. They don't talk about doing uh, 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 personal things with uh, personal. official official title belts. Um, <laughs> that doesn't feel baby face to me. It doesn't feel Ty Conti coming out and smiling and waving. It doesn't feel Sammy coming out and doing his normal stuff. It doesn't even feel like heel Sammy work. Um, I don't get what they're trying to do. Whatever it is, it's not working the way they want it to. And I think this whole Paige Van Zant thing is already annoying. Um, yeah, I don't, that's it. Yeah, done with it. I don't like any other. So then after that, we had that really silly promo with Hook and Danhausen and how Danhausen can't curse Hook. Okay. 
<laughs> Do we need to talk about this at all? <laughs> no, they're ruining Danhausen now, too. I know. It seems like they're screwing up Danhausen and his old vibe. So, and then we got into the House of Black versus Fuego, Uno, and Stu. Tammy, notes. Uh, great intro for the House of Black. I've been really like I pay attention to the intros, like I'm really picky about them. And when they That's have one of the best parts, it yeah. Is. And when when especially House of Black, I feel like it's one of the top ones. So like yeah. I got real used to Malachi. Then more people came. The music kind of changed. At first, I was like, I don't know. I'm not liking it. It's I'm not getting the same ambiance. But this time, I got it all, and I was like super thrilled. Like I'll go and watch the intros again. That's <laughs> how so much yeah. I love them. Yeah. Um, and this was an interesting combo. It was silly. Um, poor Fuego being thrown out of the ring with force, but uh, uh, Fuego is always being brave against all odds. <laughs> um, sparkling roundhouse move from Fuego, but no, it doesn't matter. But you no, know, he's no match for Malachi. Uh, and Malachi's, what is it called? A back heel kick is what I wrote. Malachi wins it. And I have to say it was a fun wrestle. It, it really was. I enjoyed it. I mean, even though it was a silly pairing, I had so much fun with it. Fuego del Sol grows on you like a fungus. Silly, but at the same time, I'm, for some reason, they make it doable with Fuego, and I love it. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. Like, you look at the match, you look at the match from the outside, you're like, really? <laughs> you're like, what? And then all of a sudden, you watch the match, and you're like completely and totally entertained. So... That's that's kind of how I felt about it. I mean, you can't fuck with the House of Black, first of all. They'll just come in and tear you up. You know they're going to lose, but the, the process of the battle was, was was really fun. And there was other people in the match. I didn't seem to mention them in my notes, but I think I was just more focused on this dynamic of it all. <laughs> well, Tammy, you can't say poor Fuego because Fuego asked for this. He he walked he walked out into the forest and saw a big scary bear and punched it straight in the mouth and stood there laughing, right? <laughs> and so I guess we also we got the answer here of the will they or won't they romance between Dark Order and House of Black from a week ago or whatever that was kind of just left like what just happened. Um yeah. I, I, I this was entertaining to watch, but I don't get the story at all. No, I, no, I don't get it at all. I don't understand the direction other than House of Black is destroying everyone as they should. And why that is, is, is Fuego going to be part of Dark Order now? No, please. No. <laughs> I, he can't go hang out with Sammy and Ty, I guess. That'd yeah. be way too third wheel. Right. Um, <laughs> this is, uh, I mean, can you imagine if he had been the belt? poor kid oh um <laughs> this i don't know I just none of this is working for me with with this whole story so far it was fun to watch you know what i mean but like yeah. as like i'm invested in it and okay cool no no but fuego was fun uh yeah. house of black was awesome i love yeah. dark order house of black has a great entrance all those things are true but yeah. i don't i don't need to watch any of this again oh Oh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, well, true. Uh, so then after that, we had the Bucks promo versus FTR. We know that's going to be a good match coming up. And then we got into Jamie Hayden versus Sky Blue. Now, I thought this would be more of a smash match, squash match, but Sky Blue kind of put up a good battle, but it wasn't Jamie Hayden. I don't think it was Jamie Hayden's best match. 
It was um, um, it was it. I, I had mixed feelings about this. Tammy, what, what are your notes on this? Uh, I was kind of frustrated. It wasn't more of a squash match. Most of my, uh, my, uh, even though like, you know, I don't want them all to be, but I put hater needs to stop playing around and let sky blue and uh, letting sky blue get moves on her time to crush sky. Wish she would have beat sky more before beating her. That's it. Now there's one note that I put in here brutal enough on sky. That's how yeah. I felt about it. Yeah. It was good. Very hatery. No, yes, she wasn't, it wasn't hatery. hatery enough. She wasn't hatery enough. But there was one thing that I wanted to note that they mentioned that DMD is now boycotting AEW. So I think that's an interesting little plot. Until line. Philadelphia. Yeah, until Philadelphia. Until Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. No, Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. Pittsburgh. Pay-per-view. Bang. I'm back. Yeah. Right. Um, so here's the weird thing with Sky Blue. AEW, I think, is trying to get her over. And they're trying very hard. It's been months and months. They're putting her on the dark shows. They're putting her on elevation. She gets TV matches, but they don't ever give her wins. Um, She doesn't get a great reaction. She's not very, like, it's not like she's hugely over or something. So I don't know why they keep trying to, like, force feed her to us. Um, I think that was the only reason this match went the way that it did. Otherwise, Jamie Hayter should have just dismantled her and it had been over in a minute or something. Um, it was weird. It was really mm-hmm. weird, but the right result is what we got. So I'm going to let it slide. Yeah. Um, Hater moves we, up. Yeah. Yeah. Hater's now moving on. And so far, we've got Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter that are in there in this tournament. Who's next? Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. So much pushing forward. And then we had this Penta promo, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. I'm just it like makes my heart hurt for as much as I love the Lucha Brothers. Rose again. Oh, shit. Why only him? We're in the same house. I don't know. He must his computer must be having issues today or something. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Halloween. Alex Abrahentes, the most scary man on television. Oh my God. I don't even want to talk about this. This is just, they're just warning us of the death triangle. Okay, that's great. What are they doing though? Why is this still happening, Rafe? I don't Fix know. Fix it. You guys are down there. Go talk to Tony. This is stupid. It's awful. And, it, and it's it's taking away from the excellence that is Penta. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really is deflecting the excellence of his wrestling abilities with this goofy promo and these goofy outfits and this goofy shit. It's like, okay, we just need Ray Phoenix back. Let's get the Luchas brothers back, yeah. kicking everybody's ass, throwing everybody around, flipping off the fucking ropes and getting shit done. That's all yeah. I want to see. I don't want to see this spirit Halloween shit every week. With this this build up, like you, you're never gonna be as fucking creepy and cool as the House of Black. So give it up. You know what I mean? It's not gonna be as cool. Or Abaddon. No. It's oh like, my god, seriously. That's how right. you do a cool character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Abaddon doesn't even talk, and she's fucking scary. Right. <laughs> it's the difference between Slayer's Rain and Blood and Motley's Crew's Theater of Pain, is what we're looking at here. This is what's it's going like on. It's like something you would 
see at the Haunted Mansion at Disney World. Ah, uh, so anyway, as we move on from that, we're obviously going to see a big death triangle match with um, with the House of Black, which will be fun. Let's Whatever. hope it's not. Let's hope it's not silly. So then we got into Power Powerhouse Hobbs and Keith Lee. This was uh, this was like what, what is he called? Big horses. Some big hoss. Yeah, this yeah. is a big hoss match. Holy shit! What a lot of power and strength this thing was, man. But man, it was fun. It was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot of meat, man. It was for sure. But man, skills. These guys were athletic. They were agile. To be as big as they are, to have those the agility that they had amazes me every time I see them on the screen. I mean, yeah. I'm just I'm just stunned by it. 349 pounds to be able to flip around the way he does is just stunning to me. Uh, but it was a good one. Good match. Tammy, yeah. you got notes on this, baby? So the problem with my notes is there was so much going on. Where'd Chris go? Oh, there he is. There's so much going on, I couldn't keep up. I don't know if you can see. Why doesn't it show my piece of paper? <laughs> No, we can't see They're it. They're all over the place. They're going up the side of the paper. I couldn't keep up. So I don't know if these are good notes to read because they're going like three different directions. There was a lot that went on. So I'm just going to say my thoughts about it instead of the notes this time because they're just too much and all over the place. Um, I just, I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was great fun. I like both of these guys a lot. Of course, I'm very partial to Keith Lee, but I've, I think Powerhouse Hobbs is a lot of fun. He's a good wrestler. I like his whole vibe, his whole drama, you know, so I thought it was great. And and Keith made him look small. <laughs> he did. And he and, and Keith just truly seemed limitless, you know, in a lot of ways. Um, the way it ended, though, you know, like it was kind of strange, but good drama with, uh, you know, all these distractions and Hobbs actually getting a pin in, but the the ref didn't see it. So I thought that was interesting because they were showing that it's possible for him to beat Keith. And so that sets up a total rematch. And you know what? I'm here for it. I don't always like rematches. I don't want to keep seeing the same thing, but I am here for this. I am totally like looking forward to a rematch. I would like to be a pay-per-view level at some point with those two. So all these like distractions and stuff happening at the end. And, you know, I just couldn't keep up with all my notes with all that, but it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it a lot. And I enjoyed this rampage a lot too. Yeah. I agree. I like, I like seeing Ricky Starks get, get a bloody eye there. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chris, what do you got, bud? I mean, of course we're going to have some interference. Uh, it's AEW, it's rampage. It's this group of people. Um, Stuff is bound to go sideways. Uh, we had a brief appearance from Swerve here. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I I, I want to see I want to see Keith Lee and Hobbs in a steel cage match on a pay per view. Oh that my goodness! Great I think idea. that would be so epic and just brutal and amazing. And I think Keith Lee could do some crazy athletic stuff. And Hobbs could do like some monster Hulk smash kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I think I think there's a better match ahead for these two. Oh yeah. But what so. a good rampage, though. It was it was decent. It wasn't some weeks it's really not great, and some weeks it feels like it is too short 
and like yeah. nothing really happens. And then other weeks, it feels like it's too long and too much happened. This was a nice kind of in the middle of it didn't feel too long. It didn't feel too short. Uh, enough stuff happened that it made me forget about like the dumb shit with Sammy and Ty. Um, it was a good <laughs> show. It was a good way to end the week for AEW, considering they had this super card thing happening the same night with all these other things going on, you know, as, as the night it aired or whatever. Um, and for anybody who didn't see the Supercard stuff and didn't know about it, it still felt like AEW had a great week. Yeah, it was fun. It was I, I liked that Rampage a lot. I thought it was a good one. So, And we had some story building stuff going on, and there's a lot moving forward into this coming week that's crazy. We're getting the FTR Bucks match, uh, Adam Cole versus Brian Cage, I believe. Um, Brian uh, Cage? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Back, baby. I didn't see that. Yeah, Butcher and Blade versus the Hardys and that tables match is going to be crazy. Uh, we've got more, more stuff for the women's Owen Hart tournament. Plus, we're starting the men's stuff for that this week. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff on the horizon with all these signings and new people and old people and people getting off injury lists and people getting injured. Um, there's a ton of stuff happening right now. It's just a really exciting time to be a fan of professional wrestling particularly one of AEW and now Ring of Honor. I'm excited. Yeah. So we got a lot. We're going to have a lot to talk about next week. Thanks for everybody for tuning in and we will see you next time. Peace.